0: We are here with Thomas Durbin in 1987. He founded uh, what is known today as Spike Squad. Back then it was the Spikers, the student support group for University of Illinois women's volleyball. Uh, Thomas, tell us how all that got started back in 1987.
1: Well, Back in 1987, uh, that winter early I was selected as the chairman for volleyball of the Illinois Pride uh, Non-Revenue Sports Group. And the big focus they wanted then from the athletic department and our group uh, was to have an equivalent of Orange Crush for Illini Volleyball. So that was my major task to accomplish. So that spring and summer, I got some sponsors. We did some T-shirt designs and put it together. And uh, the end result was what we called Spikers at the time. And we had uh, 50 shirts made, so we had 30 to 50 students involved and got us going for the 1987 Illini Volleyball season.
0: Other than the obvious, which is that spiking is a volleyball term, do you remember why you chose the name spikers?
1: That's mainly it. That was a, a term that's you know all around makes people think of volleyball. In general, that tends to evoke the power of the sport and, and the skill all in one. So back
0: then, Illini Volleyball was really rising to a national prominence under Coach Hebert. And so uh, I'm sure it was a, a good time to be an Illinois volleyball fan.
1: Yes, it was an easy sell to get this off the ground. Coach Ebert had brought things to a new level, and you know, and we didn't know going into the 1987 season we'd be in the Final Four that year and the following year. But we knew that big things were on the horizon. Mary Eggers, one of the best players in the country, uh, eventually to be the national player of the year. Uh, everybody had a lot of good reasons to be excited, and. Uh, we were very fortunate in the success we had at that time. So I'm looking at this little
0: blurb you wrote up and you says the sponsors uh, were yourself. you put some money in to cover costs, and then CAMs, which everyone is familiar with. And uh, Alexander's, which is a sporting goods store, uh, that's not around anymore. So maybe talk a little bit about that, just kind of rounding up all the support behind the scenes, not necessarily at the matches, but everything you had to do behind the scenes. To make the group a
1: success in its first few years? Yeah, behind the scenes, uh, our key contact was Joni Comstock, and occasionally we got to interact with Coach Ebert and assistant coaches, uh, Don Harden. So I went to various businesses on campus, and CAMS was always willing to sponsor things like this, and they were willing to put some money in. And then I went on down and Alexander Sporting Goods, which was along Green Street near the co ed uh, at the time. Uh, not far from Murphy's, which is about the only thing left along that strip, um, went there and talked with those businesses. Made a couple visits and got got them to put in some money. Realized when we were uh, putting together the t-shirt design and then getting the prices, we need a little extra. And I thought, you know, it's no harm. I'll just put in another fifty bucks, whatever it takes to get this off the ground because it. I think it'll be worth it, and in the long run, it's you know been quite a very good investment.
0: So take me back to. Uh hot Kenny Jim in those first few years. What was the atmosphere like? What what were those matches like?
1: Well, it was amazing. It would make your head swim. You'd get in there. We'd be in the balcony above the opponent's bench, and we were able to, to just drown out anything their coaches were saying. We were able to uh, – get the whole crowd going and, and in that small compact atmosphere when you get maximum, I think was getting close to 2,000 people if you stuffed a lot of them on the floor and with, with some extra bleachers brought in. and the noise and the atmosphere in there was just had to make the opponents nervous and they could say they couldn't hear what they were doing, but our people knew they were and that atmosphere was electric. Uh, your head would swim, you'd just be caught up in the whole moment and everybody was so tight together you just felt like one one big fan you know screaming for the team.
0: Well, what did you hear back from the players and from coach Hebert? I'm sure they appreciated this newfound
1: support. Yes, I think they did. And we got good feedback through our uh, the athletic department and stuff. In those days, of course, we didn't have social media, so we didn't have the personal relationships with the team and coaches that you see today because they did their thing, we did our thing, you know, and then if you saw them on campus, you know, you would give recognition and say hello and stuff. But we weren't connected in the way they are today. And, and uh, so we, But they did appreciate it. I think uh, like Joni's feedback from the athletic department said, you know, you're doing a great job, and we got things going. They kept us uh, along with networkers. They were uh, working with us a little bit at the time. That was still new at the same time too. So I got to know a, a little bit about them, and it grew from there. And so you eventually
0: uh, moved on. You had different roles within Illini Pride, but then you eventually moved on from the university, um, and Spike Squad continued throughout all the years, and it still uh, is going strong today. So I guess when you look at where it is today, uh, what do you think? I mean, it's got to make you proud that what you started is still going strong today.
1: Yeah, it is. It's – it makes me very happy to see the student support there, and, and how Illinois volleyball has grown, and, and the, at the level that we reached in '87 and '88, that the program has stayed high. We're perennially a, a Sweet 16 team, and you know we've had a couple other trips to the Final Four, and it's a program that's by far you know above board, and the coaches have all been excellent. They have great relationships with the players. It's it's an entire atmosphere now that with social media and everybody linked, we've got networkers and Spike Squad, the team, the coaches, other people, um, all interacting together now. and, And the product just becomes better every year. Yeah. So let's talk a
0: little bit about networkers. So they're kind of the booster group that's, I guess, younger people can join, but it's kind of designed for adults. You know, Spike Squad is for the college age. Networkers is kind of uh, more for adults, and you—you you recently got on that board, correct?
1: Yes, I just am uh, the newest member this year of Networkers' board. Um, one thing we'd like to do is increase the number of people in Networkers. Of course, you know, line eye volleyball is still uh, very high profile, and coming off a final four season, there should be a lot of interest. And say the adults, the students, there's a gap in there we need to bridge and get more people. I'd even say in their you know thirties and forties involved. I know that like. Uh, when I was going through those age groups, I brought my kids over here to some volleyball and get them exposed to it. But you get busy with, with life, and then you realize, hey, I need to get back to volleyball. But we need to get, I think, more of that middle age group involved and, uh, and turn things over and get some, some new voices and some, some new eyes on the scene and, and increase our numbers. It would be fantastic. So
0: uh, did you maintain close contact with the volleyball program throughout this entire time, or have you kind of found your way back in recent years and now you're involved with, with networkers?
1: I think it was that period of time where I was away uh, for the first 10 or so years, you know, after college because I was working and, and again, my kids were younger. They got old enough to be brought to matches and, and that, so then that got the interest going again. I got back in touch with some people. I met some of the new Spike Squad chairs along the way and started – staying in touch with them, and then got back into NetWorkers. So, yeah, there was that period, but it's been the past 10 to 12 years I've been back and involved again and a member of NetWorkers for several years now and and fortunately now on the board.
0: And if you don't mind, tell us about uh, your day job. You're an engineer, correct, locally?
1: Yes, I'm a professional engineer. I do some private work, but I am a full-time employee at the university now at Beckman Institute and assistant director of facilities there.
0: Great. Um, so back for a second uh, to those early seasons in the 80s, any one particular uh, memory stand out, whether it be a match that had a great atmosphere or uh, a cheer or a chant that you guys developed, anything like that come to mind?
1: No, there's a lot of great ones. Of course, we won so many matches, it's it's hard to, to pick one above the others. Uh, but we had chants like Nice Serve Chris for Chris Schwartz, our serving specialist, that, that uh, carried on the whole time she was there and then just watching uh hold that 87 and 88 those squads play and and the elevated play of mary eggers being the national player of the year you just knew it was something special happening right there um we also had kill cards and some other things you know that um, kept us in the match so we could get those cards going see how many kills we got be along the railing and do things like that
0: oh. Anything else about uh, Spikers that uh, you would want our listeners to know about either how it was founded or how it's developed over the years? Any fun stories, anything like that?
1: I think what I'd like people to realize and the students to, to, to know is that it's an exciting sport and it's something that you need to come out and take a look at, you know, come to a few matches, get, get a taste for it, and then jump right in. You can get right into Spike Squad and and be part of that crowd, part of that family atmosphere and, and – uh, this is exciting.